0: Oh, I've really been struggling. I'm going through this, this is really this is bombarding my mind. Is this is this where is this where I fail right here? Is this where I go out? I got one thing to say to you. No weapon. No weapon. Man, they that trust in the Lord shall be like Mount Zion, which shall never be removed. Let me tell you, I ain't going nowhere. I tell my problem today, I ain't going nowhere. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. You ought to just tell your problem right now, I ain't going nowhere. Come on, clap your hand to him. Yeah. I can promise you this. I can promise you this. That if it is your desire to win, you will. Oh, I wanted to win, but mm-hmm. if it is your desire to win, then you will. David said, One thing I had desired to the Lord, and that will I seek after. I may abide in the house of the Lord all the days. I ain't going nowhere. He had to make mistakes and mess-ups. He had battles and enemies, but guess what? He didn't go nowhere. He didn't go nowhere. He had to pray. He had to repent. He had to get some mistakes cleared up, but guess what? He didn't go nowhere. I don't know what you're facing, what you're battling, what your inner struggle is today, but you just need to tell it, I ain't going nowhere. No weapon. No weapon. No depression, no anxiety, no stress. I ain't got no class at school. I ain't got no bad boss. I ain't got no old car. Ain't nothing going to get my victory. Yeah. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. It won't work. Look at your neighbor and say, it won't work. Give him a hand clap and a shout. Thank God for our choir and our music today leading us in worship. Appreciate them so much. I'm thankful. To quote one of the writers in Scripture, thanks be to God that gives us the victory through Christ Jesus. I think think it was Sister Swalls that said this one time where she, she read me the quote one way, but I've never forgot it. We do not fight for victory. We fight from victory. We already have the victory. We're already in the winner's circle. We're already on the number one block. I ain't, ain't got to fight for victory. I'm fighting from victory. God's already given us the victory through Christ Jesus today. Ain't it wonderful? Praise God. Thankful for Him today. Appreciate you being in the house of the Lord. Let's give Brother Jacob a hands. he comes this morning. Worship the Lord. Preach with Him today. praise the lord
1: give that to the lord right now and, and not just a clap but a shout of praise you know it does something when you shout hallelujah it's not just to sound good or sound like church It's something that happens when you when from the depths of your soul you can say hallelujah blessed be the name of the lord blessed be the name of the lord jesus I will bless the Lord at all times and his praise shall continually be in my mouth, hey, uh, shall continually be in my mouth. Yes,
2: Lord, yes, Lord, There's yes, not a
1: rock Lord. that's going to take my place. Nobody else is going to take my praise. I will bless the Lord at all times. And it feels good. Ooh, thank you. It feels good. I love to worship the Lord. I love to worship the Lord. Hallelujah! God, God is good. God is good. You know what? This doesn't really even. This doesn't really even go with what I'm preaching today but I don't know I feel like we need to know it because the the Lord is it's funny because he he just he spoke to me showed me this uh, while I was alone and and, um, you know I didn't really I didn't really get the full grasp of what he was trying to what he was trying to tell me or show me and then And then yesterday, in the most unexpected way, God just confirmed what he was telling me, but I want to tell us as a church, this might seem unusual just as a, you know, just to start out this message, but there is a special anointing that is about to break forth in our children. Ooh, I feel the Holy Ghost. Hmm. The Lord told me and showed me, and like I said, this is—I'm I'm not, you know—I help with things, I'm, but I'm not just a children's minister. I'm not, you know, that's not my my specialty. But the Lord showed me, told me that there is an anointing that's going to break forth in our children, and the, that faith, like a child, that the Word talks about. I believe that our children are going to lay hands on the sick, and their faith that anything can happen their faith that is untainted and their faith that is unrestricted is going to bring forth miracles and signs and wonders. And I believe that our children are going to lay hands and see people filled with the Holy Ghost. I believe there's a special revival that's going to come forth from our children in this church. And I just feel like we need to know that as a church. And that has nothing to do with what I'm preaching but the Lord showed it to me and I felt led to share it today. So we need to get behind our children in this church and realize that you don't have to be old to be apostolic. Mm. You don't reach an age where you become apostolic. If these children are filled with the Holy Ghost and have faith, they are apostolic. (laughs) Suffer the little children, the Lord said. I, I believe it, and I love you, kids. All these ones that I can't see because they're behind somebody and they're short. By another in here. Even you, Luke. Where's he at? <laughs> if you want to turn to Ecclesiastes four, Ecclesiastes chapter four. read verses 9 and 10 it says two are better than one because they have a good reward for their labor for if they fall that one will lift up his fellow but woe to him that is alone when he falleth for he hath not another to help him up I want to preach just for a few minutes today how can I help you how can I help you let's lift our hands lift our voices to the Lord right now God, I thank you so much, Lord, for just the, the victory. But I feel such a sweet spirit of the Lord and a, and a peace of God in this place today. And just, just a faith and an expectation. Lord, I, I feel that we can just find our rest in you in this place today. Lord, But I know that you have a word, and I pray that you would open us up. Lord, energize us. Lord, for just a few moments today to receive it. or to not only receive it, but respond to it. Lord, to act upon it. Let it strengthen us. Let it help us. Let it change us for the better today. I give you all the honor and glory and praise. And everyone said in Jesus' name, clap your hands. Give God another shout of praise as you're seated today. God is good. God is good. Amen. Thank you for standing. Now I know. I know that the Lord has led me to this word for our church today. I know that the Lord has spoken to me for our church today. How many know that there are, and believe, I know we do, how many believe that there is a great harvest of souls? That we are meant to reap, that this church is meant to reach and to gather. And they're out there. But how many knows that it starts in here? And it starts with this people. It starts with this church family. It starts in here. We have got to have this house in order. We've got to have ourselves as a body in order. And it's my prayer today, just we're just gonna let the Lord move. I'm just I'm just gonna. Just give you this, and we're just going to let the Lord move. And it's my prayer today that we'll just receive the word of the Lord. Let it change us for the better today. And this, this is not, you know, looking at my my opening text, this is not just another message on unity. If you know me, I believe in unity. And I preach unity, and I teach it, and I strive for it. I push it. I believe in unity. And I'll say this, not in a boastful way, but I'm preaching to my church family today. I'm extremely happy, glad, that while RAC is not without its trials and tests, just like any other church, that this local assembly is known for its culture of compassion and love and unity. And that's the truth. Whether you know it or not, people see it. They comment on it. They notice it. And I'm extremely Holy Ghost proud of that. And we all should be. And like I said, I'm not boasting against any other assembly. But I simply thank God that RAC has cultivated a culture of restoration and not condemnation. And I'm so thankful that, that we forgive instead of uh, burning bridges. And I'm so thankful that, that church split is just not a term that you hear around here. Because we stick together and we get through it together. And, and I'm so thankful that, that, that quitting is not an option around here. And I'm so thankful that growing together uh, is, is what we do and, and not growing apart. I'm thankful for that. In our church. I love my church. I love my church family. I love that God has put us all here together. For this day. This time. For the purpose that he has for us. I love my church. I love this people. My brothers and my sisters. We have something special. This church does. Like I said. Without boasting against anyone. This church has something special. But it is special because it's biblical. What we have is special because it is biblical. The day that we, the apostolic church, were born. The day that this church was born. Not not just RAC, but the apostolic church was born. Over 2,000 years ago. We were all with one accord in one place. One accord meaning to be harmonious or consistent with one another. The Word says, fulfill ye my joy that ye be like-minded, having the same love, being of one accord and of one mind. Fifty-nine times in the New Testament, one another. Jesus said, love one another. Paul said, honor one another. Forgive one another. Submit to one another. Encourage one another. James said, confess your sins to one another. Pray for one another that ye may be healed. Come on, somebody. It's the word. Did Paul write in Romans 8, if God be for me? He wrote, if God be for us, who can stand against us? Are we to pray, my heavenly father or our heavenly father? Did John say, if I walk in the light, or if we walk in the light as He is in the light, then we have fellowship one with another, and the blood of Jesus Christ, His Son, cleanseth us from all sin. We're a body. We who have experienced that cleansing power of the blood of Jesus, we who have experienced that precious salvation that we have, are linked together. In a way that no other two or three or one billion people can be linked together. It's the truth. Psalm 133 says, Behold, how good and pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. We often stop right there when talking about unity. But it says, It is like the precious ointment upon the head that runneth down upon the beard, even Aaron's beard that went down to the skirts of his garments, as the dew of Hermon and as the dew that descended upon the mountains of Zion. For there the Lord commanded the blessing, even life forevermore. I want to tell you today that where there is unity among the brethren, there is life and there is blessing. I tell you... Where there is unity, there is life and there is blessing. I'll say it one more time. Where there is unity among the brethren, there is life and there is blessing that descends upon us from the Lord. If we're not unified, we're not the church. You won't walk into heaven if you didn't strive for unity. If you sow discord and chaos, you won't get in there. But when we strive for unity, we, it, it, it is just as biblical as, as Acts 2.38 that we have got to be unified as the body. There will be no lone rangers that walk into heaven and say, I'm the only one who ever figured it out and I'm the only one who ever did it right. No, we make each other better. We restore one another. We lift one another up. Unity is biblical. Unity is holiness. And without holiness, no man will see the Lord. But again, this is not just another message about unity. It's not just another message about unity today. I want to, because, you know, th- this is the thing. I, I'm, I'm not preaching. I, I didn't just say all that to say that we're not a unified church. I know that we strive for that. I, I know the culture of our church, and I'm so thankful for it. Like I've said several times, I'm so thankful for it. But there's always room for improvement. There's always room that we can look a little deeper. And so I want to take it just a little further and be a little more specific with a couple of things, a couple of areas today that can help us to be better. Two are better than one. Two are better than one. Now that doesn't mean... Okay, well, I've just got me and my best friend and forget everybody else. It's a principle that being alone is not how God designed it to be. That being alone and working alone is not how God intended for us to do things. Two are better than one. Woe unto him that when he falleth, has no one to help him up. That he is alone. I preached before about the tragedy of Humpty Dumpty, (coughs) and that the tragedy of Humpty Dumpty was not that he fell, but it was that no one was able to put him back together. And it is a tragedy in the house of God if our brother and our sister is in pieces And we cannot, we we don't have what we need to be able to put them back together. It's sad. It's a tragedy if my brother or my sister is on the ground in pieces. And I can't be bothered to do what it takes to be able to put them back together again. How can I help you? How can I help you? You know, if, if we as a church, just in the natural, you know, some some of the guys uh, are going going to Colorado, a hiking trip in August. If we were hiking somewhere narrow, and you know, there's a there's a, a huge hill cliff that we can fall down somewhere we can fall. You know, one of us slips and is hanging on to the edge of a. a you know, a ginormous drop. And if it's going to happen to anybody, it'll be Aaron Vaughn. I guarantee you. <laughs> but, you know, if, if they're hanging and they're fighting, they're, they're gripping for their life. And we have the ability to walk over and take them and pull them up to safety. But we just look at them and say, I'll pray for you. If we were walking through the wilderness and and one of us lags behind and gets lost, we can't find them. But we have the ability to go out and look. To find them and bring them to safety again. And we say, well, they shouldn't have lagged so far behind. But I'll pray for them that they find their way back. I'll pray for them that they can get back to safety. When we have the ability to go and look for them. How can we help each other? Come on. How can we help each other today? You see where I'm going? And so, there's a couple of areas that I'd like to talk about today. That God just led me to in this message studying and praying, I'd like you to look at Exodus 17, verse 8. It's the children of Israel fighting Amalek. Then came Amalek and fought with Israel and Rephidim. Moses said unto Joshua, choose us out men and go out fight with Amalek. Tomorrow I will stand on top of the hill with the rod of God in my hand. So Joshua did as Moses had said to him and fought with Amalek. And Moses, Aaron, and Hur went up to the top of the hill. And it came to pass, when Moses held up his hand, that Israel prevailed. And when he let down his hand, Amalek prevailed. But Moses' hands were heavy. And they took a stone. And they, they being Aaron and Hur, took a stone put it under him and he sat there on and Aaron and her stayed up his hands, the one on the one side, the other on the other side and his hands were steady until the going down of the sun and Joshua discomfited Amalek and his people with the edge of the sword. Now there's a couple of different things I want us to see here. First of all, I want us to look at the the leadership aspect of this we want to help each other we want to help our church we want to know how we can help raise up your leaders hands hold up your leaders hands the watchman on the wall pastor sister candy leadership in this church. And I say that not because they're mom and dad, but because they're my pastor and pastor's wife, and they're this the spiritual authority in my life. And I know with his hands held up that he watches the people fight battles. And that he's got to be who God has called him to be. But you know what? His hands can get heavy. Pastor can get weary too. Pastor's hands can get tired too. And Aaron and her, they could have looked and said, well, that's that's Moses. I mean, it's it's Moses. He'll be fine. God will, you know, send two angels to lift his hands up. God will give him, we'll pray for you, Moses, that God gives you supernatural strength. That your arms won't get tired. I'll pray for you. But what Aaron and Hur did. They rolled a stone. Sat Moses down. And held his hands up with their own strength. They said this is the man of God that's leading us to victory. We're going to hold his hands up. We're going to hold his hands up. And you know what? If we get tired, I believe, looking at this and looking at us, if we get tired holding his hands up, somebody come hold my hands up. And if they get tired, somebody come hold my hands up until the going down of the sun, until Amalek is discomfited, until the battle is won. We need to be holding each other's hands up. Now, I'm not just talking about pastor, but I'm talking about all of us. We need to be able to hold each other's hands up. I'm not talking about just, well, I'll pray that you have strength to get through it. No, I'll use my strength. I'll expend my energy. I'll expend my resources. I'll give my time. I'll give my strength to my brother and to my sister to hold their hands up until the battle is won. I wish somebody believed that, that it's a biblical principle, not just I'll pray for you. No, I'll use my strength. I'll use my energy to hold your hands up, my brother and my sister. God, help us. You know what? You lie to yourself if you say, well, I can't tell when someone's going through something. Because you know that you can, especially if you've got the Holy Ghost. You can see when your brother or your sister, their hands are getting tired. You can see it. You can see it. But we, but we say, well, I don't want to get in their business. I don't want to make it worse. They'll come to me and ask for help if they need it. I'll pray for them in my room. I'll pray for them in private, you know, that, that, that God will give them strength. When it's the will of God that we expend our own strength, that we give of ourselves, that we go to them ourselves and be willing to hold their hands up. I know this is just, man, this is Sunday school stuff, Jake, talking about Moses. No, this is the Bible. We've got to see that I'm trying to help us as a church today, that we've got to realize that there's a battle being fought and do, do, do you not see the principle here that if that if his hands are going down the battle's being lost if we are not able to hold each other's hands up the battle is being lost but if we can as a people say I will hold your hands up my brother, my sister I will use my strength I, I'll roll the stone behind you to give you rest and I'll hold your hands up for you so that the battle can be won I'm not going to let us be defeated Eden because I'm too lazy or indifferent to go to you and hold your hands up myself. And there are enough of us to hold each other's hands up. I tell you, and don't just say, well, somebody else can do it. Only Aaron can do it. Only her can do it. No, I can do it. I'm going to hold my brother, and my sister's hands up. If we could grasp this and understand. That it, uh, it, it's not it's not defeat when our hands get heavy, but but defeat when we're not able to hold each other's hands up. As long as there can be somebody, as long as there can be somebody, hold this up in the air. I've talked about this before, and I made Abi hold it up for about forty five minutes. He had sweat pouring down his face. Yeah. Little fella. I'm a little fella. Pastor's hands will get weary. And I'm I just pastor, your brother, your sister. I'm just using him to hold this. Somebody come hold up his hands. Somebody come hold up his hands. You know what? This brother and this brother is going to get weary. We need somebody else to come hold them up. We need somebody else to come support them. I'm trying to show you. I know it's just a visual, but I'm trying to show you. There are enough of us. There are enough of us. There should be no one that falls through the cracks. There should be no one that loses a battle because there was no one there to hold their hands up. Thank you, guys. There should be no one that slips through the cracks. There should be no one that is killed on the battlefield because we couldn't hold each other's hands up. Galatians 6 and 2 says, Bear ye one another's burdens, and so fulfill the law of Christ. How much more plain does it have to be for us to see it? Bear ye one another's burdens. That means if they are bearing the burden... I will go to them and I will bear the burden. And so fulfill the law of Christ. Not I will pray that their burden gets lighter. Not that I will pray that they just can drop the burden or lose the burden. I will bear their burden for them and with them until the burden is gone. Until they come through the valley. Until they come through the battle, the fire, the flood. I will bear my brother's burden. I will bear my sister's burden. And so fulfill the law of Christ. It's so plain to see. It's so plain, but we can find all kinds of loopholes. We can can be so indifferent sometimes. I'm preaching to myself. I'm preaching to all of us as a church trying to help us today. Not, not, Not slap us around. I'm trying to help us. We can be so indifferent. Sometimes we just cannot be bothered. It's true. I've got enough going on myself. I've got to worry about me. I've got to worry about my family. I've got to worry about it, my stuff. And We don't even realize the strength that flows because two are better than one. We don't even realize what it could do for us. It is better to give than to receive. Stop saying I've got to just worry about me and myself before I can help somebody else. If you'll join together and bear one another's burdens, you don't even realize the strength that flows because two are better than one. You're not going to get weaker for bearing their burdens. You're both going to get stronger. You're not going to lose out because you're bearing their burdens. You're both going to win. The Bible makes it so clear. The Bible makes it so plain for us to see. Bear ye one another's burdens. And so fulfill the law of Christ. We need to be able to hold up each other's How can I help you? How can I help? How can I help my brother, my sister, my church family? These ones that I, I, I serve God with. There shouldn't be a single person in this body that you cannot find the strength, or that not even the strength, just the just the the desire to help them, to hold their hands up, to stand in the gap for them. And just so I'm clear, I'm not, praying, I'm not preaching against praying for people. Because without prayer, it's got to be joined together. It's got to be joined together. The Bible tells us not to love in word only but in deed. The Lord gave us examples in in everything that he did. He was a living example for us. One of the greatest examples that he gave us was the example of how to love one another and be a friend. The word tells us to love one another as Christ loves us. He tells him, he says, love one another as I have loved you. He also said that there is no greater love. That we can have for each other than to lay down our lives for each other. That's how you're a friend. That's how you're a friend that sticks closer than a He is that friend that sticks closer than a brother. He'll never leave us or forsake us. But he still lays it out in the word of God of how we should be for each other. Some people don't like to hear that I'm, I'm made to serve. You know what? We're made to serve one another. People don't like this this imagery. We're meant to wash each other's feet. We're meant to lay down our lives for the brethren, for one another. That doesn't necessarily mean that at some point you will take a bullet for someone. But I'll lay down my life, meaning I I'll I'll be I'll be a living sacrifice. And if I'm doing it unto him, then I'm going to be doing it for you too. I'll sacrifice for my brother and my sister. Not, maybe not to my brother and my sister, but for them. I'll give of myself. I will give of my time, my resources, my energy. I will be there for my brother and my sister. The word tells us that iron sharpens iron. We sharpen one another. The word shows us that we weep with one another. And that we rejoice with one another. If one of us is weeping, we're all weeping. If one of us is rejoicing, we're all rejoicing. You go, I go. Word tells us to love each other deeply because love covers a multitude of sins. That's not two separate verses. It doesn't say love each other deeply, and then in some other chapter, some other book, say love covers a multitude of sins. And it's not even saying that, that God is covering the multitude of sins. God is the only one that can wash away our sins. God's the only one that, that can remove our sin and take away the effects of sin. But the word tells us love each other deeply because love covers a multitude of sins. Because love does not reveal shame, but it covers shame. Because love will cover a multitude of, of mess. Our love for one another. God's love, yeah, we've got God's love, but our deep love for one another will cover a multitude. We've got to get this inside of us. As much as the oneness of God is inside of us, as much as, as acts 238 is ingrained in us, as much as by his stripes we are healed is ingrained in us, we have got to get this mindset. How can I help you? there's one that just I'm, I'm not going long there's just one more thing that I, I felt the Lord. He showed me through. I actually saw saw some of this point from Brother Graham at District Conference. And I looked into it for myself in First Samuel chapter four, and I, I really believe. You know, I I, I know I've. You got to get used to even when I say it might be a little different today. You got to get used to. You know that there's gonna be smoke coming out of my ears when I'm up here. I know I get excited. I know I've, I'm exuberant when I preach, and I cannot help it. I cannot help it. But I'm, I'm not. I'm not yelling at you. I'm not fussing at you. I'm, I'm passionate about this word of God today. I, 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 but because it is so important and so vital. But and i believe i believe that we believe the word that's been preached today i believe it i believe it i believe that that helps us that encourages us that that shows it helps us to search ourselves i believe that we get that this little point right here i believe is is going to help people today in this house and if we can respond to this god's going to move in such a just just a beautiful way so 1 Samuel chapter 4, verse 15. Now Eli was ninety and eight years old, and his eyes were dim that he could not see. And the man said unto Eli, I am he that came out of the army. And I fled today out of the army. And he said, what is there done, my son? Now this is, this is the Philistines that have just attacked Israel. The messenger answered and said, Israel has fled before the Philistines, and there hath been also a great slaughter among the people. And thy two sons also, Hophni and Phinehas, are dead, and the ark of God is taken. And it came to pass when he made mention of the ark of God that he, being Eli, fell off from the seat backward by the side of the gate, and his neck broke, and he died, for he was an old man and heavy, and he had judged Israel forty years. And his daughter-in-law, Phinehas' wife, was with child, near to be delivered. And when she heard the tidings that the ark of God was taken and that her father-in-law and her husband were dead, she bowed herself and travailed for her pains came upon her. And about the time of her death, the woman that stood by her said unto her, Fear not, for thou hast borne a son. And she answered not, neither did she regard it. And she named the child Ichabod. Saying the glory is departed from Israel because the ark of God was taken and because of her father in law and her husband. So, 30,000 Israelites killed by Philistines. The ark of the covenant, the ark of the covenant is stolen by Philistines. Baphne and Phinehas, Ichabod's uncle and father are killed. His grandfather, Eli, is so stricken with grief that he falls off his seat and breaks his neck and dies. And then she dies. Ichabod was given his name that means no glory. That's why he was named that. No glory. His very name. He is labeled. He's labeled. No glory. Every time somebody calls his name, he is reminded of tragedy and death and slaughter and victory in the enemy. He's reminded of of no glory. I was born, the day of my birth, what I am associated with is tragedy. Ichabod is labeled, it's his name. He is labeled no glory. But in 1 Samuel 14 and 3, there is mention of, it's very brief. There's a mention that Ichabod had a brother. And his name was Aetub. And you will not believe what Aetub's name means, what his name translates to. Aetub means my brother is good. Ichabod was labeled no glory, no good thing, nothing I'm associated with, everything that I'm associated with is is death, tragedy, heartbreak, sorrow, but he had a brother, he had a brother, Ichabod had a brother that said, my brother is good, not no glory, not without glory, not the glory has departed from Israel, but my brother is good. And I tell you today, I feel, I know when the Holy Ghost, the Lord has led me to this, that there are some in here today that feel labeled by the tragedy in your life, by things you've gone through, and even by the consequences of your own sin and mistakes, and feel labeled. Feel that uh, that 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 my my name, who I am, is associated with just all this junk. It's it's only associated with all my mistakes, all my failures, every every all, all my you know my sickness, my tragedy, what's, all this stuff going on in my life. That is what people think when they think of me when they hear my name. I'm labeled forever. I I I I'll never be able to have these things that I really want in God because I'm labeled. I'm branded by this. I'm branded by this situation. I'm branded by my own mistakes. Uh, I've handicapped myself. Or either life has done it for me. And I'm labeled by this. Some of you, you think that that's what other people see when they look at you. But you don't even realize that that's only you. That's only you saying. I'm, I'm labeled, like this. I'm labeled like this. But when we feel, and this is what I want us to see, this last point, and, and, and you can stand with me, music can come. When we feel that we are labeled, you know what we're talking about. Our, our bro, being able to help our brother and our sister up. Nothing gets. A brother and a sister down. Like being under the weight of a label of tragedy, sickness, of my own mistakes. And you know what? There might be some people that hold that label there. There may be some people that look and they see that label. And that's on them. But when we are labeled, when we feel labeled, no glory. Someone needs to counter that and say, My brother is good. My sister is good. There needs to be a brother or a sister today that will stand against the labels that will kill your brethren, And we need to lift each other up and proclaim blessing and victory. And proclaim that my brother is good. My sister is good. Not not no glory. But my brother is victorious. My brother is going to make it. My brother is going to be healed. My sister is going to come through this. My sister is going to be okay. My sister has the love of God. My, my brother, my sister is filled with the Holy Ghost. They're bought with the precious blood of Jesus. There's more for them than, than, than is against them. when they have that label, somebody needs to be able to snatch it off. Somebody needs to be able to counter that and say, no, I'm not going to let my brother believe that lie. I'm not going to let my sister believe that lie, I believe that they're labeled and defeated and cast down forever. No, I, 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 my brother is good. My sister is good. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Well, there's an Ichabod, there needs to be a a tub and I I feel this point so strongly in the Holy Ghost today we don't ever need we should never allow our brother or our sister struggle and fight alone we should never Allow our brother and our sister to fall through the cracks and sink into depression and fall away from the house of God and the things of God and let the lies of the enemy defeat them and the labels that they have placed on themselves hold them down and hold them back it should not happen and I believe today that there are people that have struggles. I believe there are all manner of struggle. That you're cast down today. And I wish that there would be an ayatub for every Ichabod in this place today. That would say, My brother is good. When did, you know, I, I, I'm talking about us in the house of God. Like I said, it starts with us, so I'm preaching to us today. When did altar call become the least important part of the service? When did altar call take a back seat? When did it become a thing to rush? through altar calls so that we can go eat at a restaurant that's going to be open all day long. When did it become okay for there to be someone in the altar trying to touch God? You know what? Hanging off that cliff and there'd be no one to reach Can we not linger with our brother and sister in the altar? Not just God touch them while we stand at our seat. Can we not go to our brother and sister and lift their hands up for them? And, and, and pray for them right there. And lay hands on them and, and pray victory over them. Pray healing. Pray for them to seat, the Holy Ghost. I'm not trying to make Pastor uncomfortable, but shame on us. If Pastor's trying to pray for 10 people by himself, and we're standing there praying from afar, lay your hands on them, hold their hands up for them. My God, it's biblical. It's biblical. It's the word of God. Alt or call. Praying for one another in church. In service. Being there for one another. That's just why I feel in the Holy Ghost. We need to get inside of us like never before. How important that is how vital that is because oh I can't imagine if I was the one that needed a touch from God if I was without the Holy Ghost and I was seeking it and I didn't know how to seek it how to pray for it but no one would pray for me and I was in the altar and I left and no one came to me there was no one that could be bothered to expand some of their energy and sweat a little bit and forget about just trivial things and get in the altar and pray for me brothers and sisters we need each other I'm praying that everyone that will please come to these altars today. Find a place to pray. But could we please? I'm pleading with you because it's the will of God today. Can you please find someone to pray with and pray for one another? Not just just a minute or two of Jesus bless them. Could could you find someone and could you stand in the gap for them today? Could you please step outside your comfort zone and find someone and pray for them? The Lord loves us today, folks. The Lord loves us and and, and we're doing well, but, but how much better can we do for one another today?
2: Let's pray and let the Lord move. Let's continue
1: this for a few more minutes today. Can we press a little further? There are those seeking the Holy Ghost. People are seeking the Holy Ghost, seeking salvation. People need a move of God. Let's press a little further, find somebody to pray with. There's some people that need their hands held up today. There's some people that need their hands held up in this house today. Somebody speak over them. My brother is good. My sister is good. There are battles being fought in this house today. Could you raise their hand? I believe there's great intercession that can go forth in this place right now. Could you pray in the Holy Ghost? Could you let just a warring tongue go forth for your brothers and sisters right now? Come on, I feel a powerful anointing in this house. Over here, one filled with the Holy Ghost. We need to rejoice. God's moving, God's working. Come on, the angels of heaven are rejoicing. We ought to rejoice today. God's pouring out the Holy Ghost.
2: Come on, church, can we press?
1: Can we press a little further today? God's pouring out victory. God's changing people. God's filling people with the Holy Ghost. What do we come for today? Come on, lift their hands. Lift their hands. Lift each other's hands until the battle is won. gift of the Holy Ghost come on church come on Alexis and Jada filled with the Holy Ghost today God has filled them with the Holy Ghost today we need to rejoice come on church rejoice with them that do rejoice 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 Able to hold each other's hands up, we need to be able to rejoice for one another. Rejoice! And I believe God is still doing some things right now. Can we take just another couple of minutes? I'm asking all of us, church. I'm asking all of us. I feel one more push in this house today. I feel it in the Holy Ghost, and it's not just because I have to. I, uh, God is already doing things. God's already confirming His Word, filling too with the Holy Ghost, but there are some that need breakthrough in this house yet today. And I'm asking every person, every saint of God, that's filled with the Holy Ghost in this place, could you begin to just pray powerfully? Even if you're tired, even if, uh, if you're not feeling so well, could you begin to pray powerfully in the Holy Ghost right now and pray breakthrough? Because there are battles being fought and we need to be able to hold the hands up until the battle is won. As they continue to play, can we just let the Holy Ghost flow? I'm praying victory. And just received the gift of the Holy Ghost. Come on, somebody. Let that, let that Holy Ghost flow right now. I'm asking you, press. See what else God will do. Was not through. I wish I'm telling you, I, I'm just being led of the Holy Ghost Church. Y'all, y'all, y'all know how to have church. I wish that there could be another push right now in the Holy Ghost because God wants to just solidify some victory in this place. There have been battles that have been fought in these altars today. I'm praying that God will solidify every victory. Come on. Come on. Come on. Can you keep your hands lifted just a little while longer until the battle is won? somebody with the Holy Ghost that believes the word of God. Pray breakthrough Lord, yes, Lord. for your brother. Pray breakthrough from addiction. Pray breakthrough from depression. Pray breakthrough in the battle. Victory in the battle.
2: Hallelujah. Yeah.
1: Come on. Yeah. Yeah. My hand is tired. My arm is tired, but my spirit, my spirit. This stick doesn't do anything. It's the power of God. I'm trying to show you. Keep your hands up and the battle's going to be won. being won. Holy Ghost being poured out. This is the church. We fight for one another. People are having breakthrough because people would not leave them alone in the altar. Battles are being won because they were not left alone in the altar. This is the church. There's victory still yet.